those dad guys sit down for an exclusive interview with Scott Klopfenstein from Real Big Fish. Joining us now is a former vocalist, I'm going to say this, trumpeter, trumpeteer, maybe, I'm not sure, sure which one, sure, uh, with Real Big Fish. Uh, if you're not uh, familiar right now, you can find him on Let's Make Music. He does this every Thursday and Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Morning, 10 a.m. That's kind of redundant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find him on YouTube. Um, uh, Scott Klopfenstein joins us. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm yeah. great, actually. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's awesome. going on? Thanks for dressing up today. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, it's the funniest thing. Like, today my girls were like, Dad, because, uh, uh, so I, I am the keeper of structure in my home. Um, my wife is in real estate. And uh, she, um, and so um, she's like constantly working. And um, so on Thursdays, I essentially come down while people are getting ready to s start school. And like, I mean, I start setting up for mech music at around eight o'clock in the morning. Oh. Um, and so then when I come up, I find that not really much has happened. So I come up, I'm like, clothes on, TV's off. Let's look at, you know, let's set up because everybody's on a different computer now too. Yeah. But they were like, all, I think I want to wear a dress today. And because everybody's been in like sweats, yeah, you know, and like whatever. And um, yeah, I find that on, I wear, I never change this hoodie. <laughs> I live in this hoodie to tell you the truth. It's all, well, it's all about it, hoodies right now. I think. It is. I, I've got us. my blues hoodie on. <laughs> yeah. You got your zip up hoodie on Joe. It's a fantastic. So let me ask you quickly. Uh, Let's make music is uh, such a cool, it's such a cool thing. Singing tunes to the kids um, and, and the adults get into it too. It's so fun. I've been watching it. Um, where'd you get the idea to, to, to start with Let's make music. Uh, some dear friends of my wife and I have a, um, have, I guess it's a, it's kind of a grocery slash beer slash food. It's kind of like an all in one kind of location that it's like a, it's like an amusement park for your mouth. Sounds like my favorite and, uh, place right now. Yeah, it is, it is. It is. It is <laughs> fantastic. And so they have two locations. Uh, one is in um, Clinton Hill, Brooklyn, and then the other one is in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And um, I had they when they they opened the second location in Williamsburg. We were trying to figure out, and I've been involved with them for a long time, um, helping them. They had a um, underground restaurant that they ran for a while too. And so when I was home and not touring, I would just for kicks, like wait tables. Cause it was so fun. Um, and I like dealing with people when they are doing things that are about self care. You know what I mean? Like my, I find the most satisfaction in my life when I am participating in people's desire for self care. So that's music, food, um, any kind of, you know, spiritual, any of that kind of like, I'm always game. So like, uh, I helped my friends out, uh, working at this place. Um, and they were trying to figure out how to get people in, in the mornings cause it was a relatively new location and it was kind of the foot traffic was weird. And so they asked, they were like, would you want to do some kids music? And this was probably, this was January of 2019, I guess. Um, and I was like, I guess so. Why not? You know, <laughs> sure. my, my kids are tired of listening to me play music. Um, and 
I had a few tunes that I kind of had played for my girls when they were little. And then I just started thinking about more and um, yeah. And I mean, I started and for like the first two weeks I had like maybe one or two kids and then all of a sudden just this wave, like I just, and so my Saturdays and I, it started with two shows and then before um, the world came apart, huh. uh, it, I was, I had four shows a week. And so um, my Saturdays are generally like, and so we, and um, maybe anywhere from 10 to 15 families. So it's adults and kids. Yeah. Um, and then my Thursday crew was like a good, 15 kids as well and you got like nannies bringing them and 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 some moms and some work work uh work during that uh, from home dads and stuff like that and so yeah it just became this uh it, i didn't know how long i would do it for but it's it's unbelievably fulfilling because mm -hmm. I, I i it takes some of my i, I love being a parent mm -hmm. it's one of my it's it is i mean it's the best being a parent is truly like I have done extraordinary things in my lifetime that many people don't get to do. And somehow the one thing that like is, is very typical is, is one of the most normal things a person can do is the most extraordinary. Awesome. Oh, that's you know? awesome. Um, so I get to talk to, I, I, I get to talk to the parents about parenting and I've done a lot of reading about parenting. Um, my, my eldest daughter was, was diagnosed on the spectrum. Um, so like, um, we, we like suited up and showed up for that challenge right away. And yeah. we started reading about a lot about, uh, child development and, and, um, autism and, and Asperger's and all the things that are kind of under what's now called the spectrum. <laughs> um, and then also think, you know, I did a lot of personal reading on uh, music therapy um, and just really diving into a lot of like case studies and things like that to try to figure out how to create something that was beneficial, that would be cathartic for everybody. Right. Cause like I, that was part of like what we didn't really fish was it's like anybody who shows up and if after a certain amount of time we had people in their thirties and we had kids that were 16 years old and you got to entertain everybody. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's what my goal was for let's make music is like parents or nannies or grandparents. They're the ones bringing the kids like they're present. I want them present for the music as well. Like I don't want them checked out on their phones like they would at some other class. Like I want them to laugh and be entertained and, and cause they're the ones who are bringing the kids and they're, it's their money. Yep. So, um, I, I, you know, it was important and I don't have a lot of like parent friends too, cause I work constantly. So like, um, you know, most of my friends are musicians and artists and many of them don't have kids. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that's kind of how it came about it. They just, my friend asked and I was like, Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing to do this for the past like year and a half. And then even the live stream as is, um, it's about the same amount of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not very good at promoting it. I think we're going to have to work on that. And plus I'm doing some things to try to like make the show a little more, 
I really want to connect a thing so that I can rain animals down on top of me at the end. I have like this lever pulley system with like Rube, you know, Rube Goldberg machines. And my wife is like, she's like, let's, you know, we still have to, you know, keep a roof over our heads. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'll I'll get a thousand dollars. And she's like, and it's coming from where? Um, I can't wait to see that. (laughs) Oh yeah. All sorts of crazy ideas. My, my, uh, youngest brother is um he's in um pre-production and, and art direction and television and films and so i keep trying to get him to like build me things and then like say, he's in southern california i'm like build them and send them yeah sure <laughs> and he's like oh no i have a life and a job <laughs> i'm like oh what, what would it take to build a giant teddy bear that does this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know totally animatronic That's yeah sad. Love it. Seems like, but, you know. Yeah. I love how you're talking about uh, speaking to all, all ages when they come and uh, enjoy the Let's Mech music. And one of the things that I love is uh, the, the adult music that you play with the, with the kid tempo. And what I'm going to get at right now is uh, when you pull out the Ramones and uh, Sheena's a punk rocker and my daughter's walking around the house singing it. And it's incredible. Um, So then my my wife's like, what? So what's this song? So I put on your performance of playing and she's like, oh, oh, this is a Beach Boys song. (laughs) Like, no, no, it's it's not Surf and Safari. It may sound like it, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think about the music. Okay. So I'm going to get on my high horse here. Um, Do it. And I did this interview actually a few, I guess about six months ago, maybe seven months ago. Uh, and, and it was a, such an honor. And I got to I'd do an interview for the parenting section of the New York times. Oh, wow. And it was about the state of um, children's music, but to music that like targets kids five and under. Mm-hmm. And this stuff is so pandering and it's so like, let me sit my kid in front of something. So, I mean, and I get like, we, it's hard to be a parent right now more, more than I think than ever, because, you know, generally you have both parents working, you know, or, or there's, or there's a parent who stays home, but also has something they need to do. Um, and that's not everybody, but that's, I think that's in general, the kind of the state of our, our, of most people in the U S right now and trying to give the kids as much attention as we want to is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so there's this thing of, it's like, I'm going to, I gotta, I gotta set them down and put them in front of this thing. And I think to a certain degree, we all do it and it's okay. It is what it is. Right. But we, mm-hmm. I, I am personally very cautious and careful about what I set my kids down in front of. Um, when my girls were very, very young and this may sound crazy to some people, but have you ever seen, um, have you ever seen those, there's, uh, these movies, one's called, um, Baraka and the other one's called Samsara. They oh. are, um, essentially video essays. There's no dialogue. Um, and it's all shots, beautiful, beautiful cinematography and shots of like landscapes across the world and like cultures and all sorts of stuff. And it is interesting to look at. It is beautiful. It is educational. It is gripping. And this is what I would show my girls when they were very small Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, like, and the baby Einstein stuff is cool, but like, 
for like, I, I go to my grandmother when I have questions oftentimes, because I feel like there's something that they, especially as her being a woman at a certain time when women, and she's a feisty, like she raised a bunch of kids by herself when my, my grandfather was off at war or doing other things or what have you traveled a lot for work. Um, and you know, and she's, I mean, she's still like, she's 94 years old. And if like, she thinks you're wrong, she'll tell you to your face. And if you act like a jackass, she's going to hit you. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? And I'm yep. like, I, I think that's important. And it's like, how did she define and create? And like, what were the parts of of back then that were important. And it's like, there was a certain amount of exposure to culture and understanding and life and not like candy coating things, you know, mm -hmm. um, that like, I think kids pick up on and I think they are capable of grasping a lot, whether they can like process it or not, like they'll do in their own time, yeah. but I'm not saying, you know, sit them down in front of die hard, which, <laughs> you know, I've done, but fair enough. Um, <laughs> but um, we, but we yeah, talked like, about all of Joe's parenting fails with movies uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. You should check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm awesome. a, a big failure when it comes to movies, <laughs> but it's like, I played, you know, Samsara and Baraka for my kids. Like when my kids were very, very small, and especially having a kid who was on the spectrum, um, my eldest daughter, the only thing that re she really found soothing was Miles Davis's live evil. Wow. And, um, and, um, uh, um, Pink Floyd's wish you were here. Holy Jesus. And when she was really in pain and confused and hurting and, and, you know, you're talking about someone who not only is just on a basic level of all kids trying to like put everything together and is totally overwhelmed with sensory and all sorts of stuff, but is also having on another level, an existential crisis because they, the ground, the fabric of their reality is constantly being pulled like this. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they're falling through the seams because of the way that her brain just is, is processes information and sees the world. And so I had to abandon all concepts of like, this is this and that is that. And yep. you just, ha I had to just experiment. And I have found that with my own kids, like they can do so much more than I give them credit for. And like, and, and that's exciting to me again, like they've never seen jaws, mm -hmm. you know, but like they like, like we, you know, but, uh, I think, I think a little bit of like letting them set, communicate their limits to a degree. Like my eldest wanted to watch, uh, or my youngest wanted to watch star Wars and she, we were watching a new hope. But then the, the, um, uh, and she was fine with everything. She saw Luke's parents. She was okay mm -hmm. with that. She's like, yeah, it's moving. I get it. No worries. You know, she's five. Mm -hmm. She's okay. But then in the trash compactor, she's like, nope, nope. Move it along. Move it <laughs> yeah. along. And I'm yeah. like, okay, good. You're, you know, your limits. That's yeah. great. Like, you know, I, and I'm sure somebody with an actual child psychology degree is like, you're scarring your children. Yeah. But guess what? everybody talks about their parents in therapy. So I don't yeah, <laughs> trust me. I'm scarring my children so hard every day. So yeah, um, they, they still crawl into bed with me in the morning. They still like love me to death, you know, supposedly um, that's what they say. Anyway, you know. you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
it, it, it's Paul talked about the Ramones. When you, when you pulled out Paul Simon, I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. But I do have a I do have a, a song to pitch for you. Uh, maybe sure. moving forward, maybe you can uh, figure out an arrangement on "It's Tricky" by Run DMC. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I will say, um, rap is a tough one. <laughs> you think? Yeah, um, I was even sketchy about. So I had a I had a mom who. Um, Cause I'm, I'm always asking, I'm like, Hey, is there anything I can add to, um, add to the set? Because, um, you know, I mean, I only have so many songs and I, I, I can always add more. Um, but I'm very picky. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to add, I try to make sure it's something that has a certain amount of, um, lyrical complexity, rhythmic complexity, and, and, and is also fun for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because again, like if you look back at this, kids song, kids music that stood the test of time right twinkle twinkle little star that's that tune is no slouch no <laughs> no that's that's an interesting tune it's complex it has a you know the, the the thematically it's 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 compelling um it draws it draws a line like you you, you can you know think through it um so for us to be like all oh you know and i if hey Congratulations to the person who wrote Baby Shark. Yeah. <laughs> They're rolling in dough. I personally don't subscribe. That's no judgment. Everybody's yes. got to do what they got to do to wake up and go to sleep as them and feel like they can, you know, they did an okay job. Like, so like, but for me, I'm like, mm, I think, and my kids know I don't like that song and they sing it all the time. Yeah. Um, it's because they but, love you. That's right. That's, I yeah, was just totally. going to say the same thing. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, I love your take on Itsy Bitsy Spider myself. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's fantastic. It bring, you bring new elements to those to those songs, and it's it's amazing. So what I did from from Let's Make Music, I thought, uh, oh, maybe it's time for my daughter to uh, learn about Real Big Fish. Oh, so that's uh, a tough one. So I pulled out one of your live DVDs <laughs> and put it on, and pointing out who you were. Right. Right. Daddy, he swears a lot more in this movie than he does on t- on, on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like it was a different time, honey. But but getting into the ska music and 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 real big fish and everything's so happy. I always think of um, some some of the, some of your songs um, where you're telling people to f off or whatever, and it's so upbeat and happy. You like yeah. feel good about saying it. It's uh, pretty pretty <laughs> fantastic. So then um, notice that you're you had a big part, I believe in pick it up uh, ska in the nineties, that documentary. Yeah. Could you just tell us what, what part you played? I know you were in um, the documentary itself, but you were also doing some sort of media tour with it. What was your involvement in that? Um, so yeah. It, so uh, 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 Taylor, um, the, the director, he called me up, uh, cause he was coming to New York and he said, Hey, I'm making this documentary and Christian from the Aquabats recommended that I talk to you when I come. And I was unbelievably flattered. Um, the one thing that I think real big fish, we always had a sort of a, an issue with is we always teetered on this weird line that I think so many ska bands that reached the level that we did. So like less than Jake, I, I think the Boston's, um, you know, just to name a few of our contemporaries was this thing where like, we weren't quite famous though. We knew famous people. Right. And like, 
so like you get, I think we just, I, and I can only speak for myself. I always have a very, had a very hard time really, um, quantifying our importance, you know, cause I wake up and go to sleep as me, you know, like I, I, I have tummy issues, you know, like, um, you know, it's, it's me. Um, and so the, to think about, so just to think if anything that I did had this much impact was just, it just didn't, I just can't, like, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, though it was special for me because I mean, it's, it shaped my life in ways that, 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 you know, are, are, are undefinable. Um, Sorry, I'm going to take this on a personal level. Joe didn't know I was going to go this way. So I'm going to let you know when I was introduced (laughs) to you guys. So I was in my teens. I was huge into hip hop music. Love the rap music. That's all I listened to. Um, Year uh, year two of college, I move in with with my buddy Brent. And um, he throws on Snoop Dogg Baby. Um, and that's the moment I, uh, fell in love with real big fish and, and my journey into ska music. And now I'm, you know, watching, watching you, um, do your thing on let's make music and bringing your humor to that, to the, the documentary has me flipping through, um, all of my CD books, seeing what I yeah, still yeah. have, uh, and, and you hit on a bunch of my, my favorites with, uh, less than Jake and the Boston's too, right? Such yeah. great, great music. So I'm going to thank you for, for, for helping get me through my, my, my teens and twenties, man, you, you brought a lot of fun, a lot of party you and your, um, thank you. Stuff. Yeah, it was fun. And like, so when Tyler uh, Taylor asked me to be a part of the thing, I was like, sure, of course. I mean, you know, um, and then I, when the movie was done, I was, I couldn't make it out to the premiere, but I saw the turnout for the premiere and I was like, this is crazy. Like, and, um, and it coincided with this thing called, uh, back to the beach, which was a big, like music festival put on by a friend of mine. And it had a lot, of, it was, you know, a lot of the ska bands and, and it was really cool. Um, and then I had, I was releasing some music at the same time. I released a seven inch, uh, and my manager was like, why don't we couple this together? And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then when I saw the movie, I was so I was so struck by it. And I like, honestly, like I think about the movie, I still get like very emotional. Um, the Scott scene saved my life. And that's, that's no joke. You know, it was, it was extremely, I was a, I was a, an extremely like displaced kid. I, I, uh, you know, I was, I was the outcast of band geeks. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. to be at the, like, so band geeks and then even the band geeks thought I was it even more of a, a, an idiot. So yeah. like, like I was like, Oh, where do you go from there? But you join a Scott band and join the Scott team. Um, and, and it was like, I found like-minded people. I found a community in a way that I had never dreamt of before, you know, I don't. And, and so, um, I knew what it meant to me. And then to see a movie that was essentially saying that, I had done something and preserved something and enriched something that had done that for other kids um, really kind of shook my tree mm-hmm. and it felt important to participate in the, in, in, in promoting this, this project that talked so much about the importance of community and fellowship and togetherness and support um, 
and the difference between fitting in and belonging. Right. Because that's the whole point. Like I was always trying to fit in, mm-hmm. but when I found the scene, I found a place where I belonged. Right. Right. I didn't have right. to change. There wasn't, it wasn't like we accept you, you know, um, um, and you accept you and your shortcomings. It was, we accept you period. Period. Right. You know, like, and, and I think that that kind of thing is in short supply. Um, I think the idea of scenes is not what it once was. And I'm not, a, I'm not an old fuddy duddy who's going to be like, Oh, we had it so good in our day because <laughs> it's a different time. And it's like, everybody has their great thing. But I think the one element that can get lost through a lot of like, the broadening of scenes through online communities and stuff like that is we need to remember um, that this is about like unity Mm -hmm. and fellowship and like lifting up of one another. Like I found the strength to be able to, to be able to be helpful. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what I turned other people's like support into was support for other people. Mm-hmm. instead of like, I'm going to keep this all for myself. Yeah. Right. Is it's like, and, and I don't know, I think when we have something that we belong to and uh, that's primarily online, or if you don't go out and support your local music scene that you find you're connected to, um, then it's really easy to become one-sided mm-hmm. and not participate or support um, and allow those things to flourish and change and grow. You know, that was one of the things about the, 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 the documentary as well is you had a lot of people that were complaining about like, oh, it changed. I mean, you sat there and you listened to Tim explain the history of ska music, that it started as this. And it was a combination of the music that was brought you know, that they were playing on the cruise ships and mixed with Mento. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in, they brought in the R and B, they brought in all this stuff and then ska became this and ska became this. And then they brought in this and it became this. And yet when we did our thing, and we brought in, you know, the punk rock music and we brought in the glam rock. People were like, oh, you can't do that to ska. And I was like, dude, that's what ska is. <laughs> so true. You know what you, you, you can't, you can't consume something stagnant. It's yeah. poisonous. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So like, that's the point, right? Like I'm always intrigued just like, and like, I love seeing what the new kids are doing with ska music. I just, I got to do a show with Goldfinger in New Jersey um, in, was that January or was that December? I can't remember, but John called me up. He's like, Hey, come play trumpet. And so I went, this was a cool festival. And I met these cats, like this band named cat bite, which is my favorite. I got to meet this kid, Jeremy, who runs um, the Scottoon network, which is inc- is so fun. And it's so rad what he's doing. I got to meet the kill Lincoln guys. I got to connect with some old friends as well. It's just like, you know, um, but it was about people getting out of the house and like going and supporting this thing and like seeing faces and, and, and I don't know. I, that's, that's yeah. my whole, <laughs> that's awesome. So you touched upon your stuff, your newer stuff. So yeah. uh, the hilarious and welcome to New York, right? Yeah. Um, you got more stuff coming out. I do. It's, okay. it's been slow going. Um, just, uh, I'm, I, I, I always have like a bevy of, of, of tunes. Um, I'm very slow at getting stuff out. I mean, like, yeah, very slow. And, um, my manager is, is 
is always very frustrated. I'm a, I'm a tough nut to crack. I get real distracted, but I mean like, you know, my wife and kids come first. Like that's the mm -hmm. most important thing. Um, you know, I think it was easier when it was easier to focus on music when it was the one thing that was my biggest passion, but it's like my kids, and my family got to come first. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have two more tunes right now that I'm working with, with a friend of mine that will probably, I don't know if they'll be produced exactly the same way. Um, we were talking about the instrumentation stuff like that. And it's harder when it's like now everybody's in lockdown and it's like, yep. I, got, I got a sense, I got to record stuff here in my office, send it to him in LA and then we'll talk about it and go back and forth. But, um, yeah, there's, there's a whole, probably two albums written. Wow. Um, cause I, I write constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I, I'm one of those people that is very susceptible to, um, the, the, the imposter voice, the voice that goes like, you're a phony, you're a fake wow. and everyone hates you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and I think the one thing, and I don't know if you've found this as well. I think this is one thing when you're a creative person and you become an adult, um, it, finding the people to participate in something creative with becomes mm -hmm. more difficult and yeah. finding people to give the energy and dedication to something, um, and their free time to something, um, that you believe in, uh, it becomes more difficult. So, I mean, I'm sure like, you know, you guys have, like, it takes effort to put on a podcast and it's, yeah. you know, yeah, well, um, we, we just make it look easy. No, yeah, some, yeah. some guys have all the lights in the studios. Other guys got uh, got glass uh, panels behind them. You know, it, it takes all kinds. We don't know what we're going to do when this whole thing lifts and we can all actually have to record together again. <laughs> we have no idea what we're going to do. So you're in Brooklyn now. I am. Yeah, we're in Excellent. Brooklyn right now. We're in Park Slope. Um, we dig it. I mean, I, I mean, we miss California like crazy. My whole family's there and like, um, yeah, my brothers and it's, it's tough. Yeah. But, um, and it's different. Like, I mean, I think my wife and I, we were both raised in Southern California. And so there are parts that are great about living here. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of like, um, art and life here and the food, forget about it. Um, I'm watching ugly delicious right now. Okay. And, um, and it's a, it's a great show. Uh, David Chang, um, who, uh, uh, owns Mama Fuku. Yep. Um, and it's, it's just like, I'm always just like, Oh yeah, it always comes back to here. But the one I just watched the taco episode and it's like, Oh yeah, tacos. we don't know. New Yorkers, <laughs> New Yorkers don't know. You don't know. You don't know the glory of a taco. Like, it's just like, the top, like he says, like, I don't really, you know, I don't really care about a taco. And I was like, Oh, you son of a <laughs> tacos are extraordinary. Oh yeah. Um, so it's funny because Brooklyn, uh, we had a conversation a couple weeks ago. Um, I have a, I have a 10 year old daughter, Ella, and uh, we were talking about family vacations and all of a sudden out of nowhere. And I don't know from where she's like, I want to go to Brooklyn. And I'm like, all right. That's great. And then Paul and I came up with this idea that the two of us would go to Brooklyn instead. I, I don't really understand, know where that, but, but like to hear my 10 year old and, and she can't explain why she doesn't. Right. Really know it's just like, it's like, Oh yeah. You know, I want to go to Brooklyn. I'm like, yeah, I want to go to Brooklyn. So let's do that trip. You know, but then Paul, Paul and I were talking and I'm going to steal his question here, but uh, where are you? So, so you're in Brooklyn. 
mm-hmm. and your friends from from SoCal come up to visit. Where are you taking them for pizza? There's a few places. Okay. Um, I'm going to write them down. Hold on. I got to get yeah. my pencil. So we'll need I a four, few days. The, the, the thing that's, the thing that's <laughs> terrible is that I know the places of no place. I know no places' names. Perfect. Um, <laughs> um, that's the hard part. This is our research. Right. Uh, all I can tell you is it's like, um, oh, what's, I see, there's a place in Coney Island. Hold on. I'm going to text my wife while we're talking. Yeah, you are. Because she knows the names of all of these places. Um, and <laughs> what is the... It's fantastic. This is the best. See, that's doing the research for us. In, so when we go to... Hold on. I don't know why I'm typing it. In Coney Island called, period. That's awesome. See, we'll send the next message to her. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even thought of going to the to the phone. I would have just taken one earphone out and yelled upstairs. <laughs> yeah, no. She. So I'm. So I'm in a quite literally in the basement. Mm-hmm. I am. I am subterranean at the moment. <laughs> um, and so I would be yelling through probably not just floors, but also the chaotic sound of some sort of my, my children have earned their television time right now. Uh, Um, and, uh, and so, and then plus my wife at the sewing machine, which, (laughs) um, so we realized we're like, we have no idea what silence is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, Scott, I have a three and a half month old now. Oh, God bless you. I've got a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a three-and-a-half-month-old that I don't think has slept since he was born. So, <laughs> like, n- trust me, I get not understanding silence. Like, they, we had one night where he slept through the night, which was weird because it seemed early, and we did that thing that we did twice before. We're going, is he okay? Is it? Why didn't we wake up? You know, so, but apparently uh, he was okay because the next morning he was very loud. So... <laughs> Scott, cool. what, what's your take on uh, sleep training? Oh, here we go. Um, well, it was different because again, like having, having a special needs child, um, you learn to kind of roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we, we gave it a shot for a, about a week. Okay. And it did not go well. Not surprised. Um, not surprised. Uh, um, you know, we, we, we didn't really want to do it. It wasn't our jam. Mm-hmm. We didn't feel like this was, we had read some things and we felt like our style of parenting, um, which of course on your first child is, um, you know, can you call it a style? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, throw a bunch of balls in the air and see which ones. Yeah. It's the, I, I, you know, it's the joke about the guy running away from the lion, you know, and it's like, so far so good. <laughs> um, but yeah. Our, and when I say a week, I think it was five days. And when I'm being honest, it was probably three. Um, but it wound up like we just, I mean, not only was the, was Ella Pearl, my eldest, um, was she unhappy? And w- my wife and I were unhappy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, we already, I mean, like it just, and you know, there's, there's the two schools of thought, like they, 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 they get their d- detachment and then, and then the other side, they, they learn to not try. I mean, it's like, 
we had to decide what was going to make a more satisfying home for us. And so we decided that we would kind of try to do a hybrid of both. And when I say that we, I meant my wife said, you do it. Um, and so I said, okay, uh, because, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I believe in happy wife, happy life. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's actually was one of the, it's still, I mean, it's the greatest joys of my life was like getting to like figure out the like subtleties of communication with nonverbal life entities of right. the same species. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and especially with a special needs child who part of her thing was she was born uh, with no concept of communicative intent. Right. Mm -hmm. So like even the most basic, I mean, kids know how to, before they know how to talk or anything, they know how to point, they know how to do these things. She had no idea. Communicate communication was not a concept for her. And so it was just meltdowns. She had feelings, she had thoughts, she had needs. And so it was just meltdowns. And so there would have like, um, you had, we had to become much more attuned to subtle details and things and so um teaching both my girls to sleep looked very different and i was willing to do different things at different times um i mean I, you know we we let our daughter sleep in a mamaru some nights yeah because yeah, that yeah. was the only thing that would work and it's like okay yeah it works you know and then we slowly we moved her to a crib and then it was stuff like where you sit you I can hold on. I maybe I, I can show you. I'll, I can just describe it. I yeah. had this motion that was partially like this. It's like the ocean, and, but there was also like leg work involved in it. <laughs> and I would have to do that for like an hour. <laughs> oh. Tears streaming down my face. And I'm just crying. I'm crying because I'm in pain and yeah. I'm tired and she's slowly going to sleep. And if you stop, she's up. Yeah. And you're like, you got to start all over. And then there was like putting her down in the crib, putting a hand, doing the thing. And there was singing. And then mm -hmm. sometimes singing didn't work. You know, it's the thing where like, anytime you think you found something that worked tomorrow doesn't. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, but I equated it to how did I learn to blow into the, the, the Nintendo cartridge and snap it in? <laughs> Beautiful. Everybody figured right. it out. Yep. But how? Yep. Nobody told me to go snap and then shove the cartridge in eventually on top of it. You just figure these things out because you have to. And it's like, my kids both sleep great. And actually right now, my youngest who was the better sleeper is not sleeping well because she's not getting enough exercise mm -hmm. because we're trapped inside and we try to run around and we wrestle and we do all sorts of stuff. But now my eldest is old enough to read herself to sleep. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, and so I'm having to do like a certain amount where I, I, I lay in bed with my girl. I like, you know, I'll sleep outside of her bed. Sometimes it's like, dude, you got to just figure it out. You got to make it happen. I love you. I have stuff to do. I need to pay attention to mom. You know, part of us having a great day is us having a separate night. Yep. You know, like, and it's like, oh, you need a break from me because if not, you're going to get tired of my face yeah. and then, and then I can't change it, you know, <laughs> it is, um, it is. you know, and so, um, I think, we don't avoid tears because we can't 
we think it's there's anything wrong with tears, but we do try to figure out what their actual needs are instead of my father-in-law has this great story um, where they were trying to my my mother-in-law was trying to breastfeed my wife's sister and they're having the hardest time and she wouldn't latch and so they called the leche group and he calls and it's like two o'clock in the morning whatever he's like i don't know what's going on she won't latch you know we've read the books it's all the thing and the person on the phone goes oh 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 okay I know. I, okay. I know exactly what's going on. Your daughter has not read the books. <laughs> and he's like, I hear. Okay. <laughs> All right. I gotcha. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying without saying it. I hear what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. You know, like we're all trying to figure out how to blow into the cartridge and snap it in. That's, you know, that's, that. that's an amazing way to put it. Yeah. It's an amazing way to put it. I got to go and explain that to my wife now. Yeah. Like, and I think the only thing that winds up being quote unquote wrong is when we make this stuff about us, mm-hmm. my kid's success or, 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 or struggle has got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I need to do is participate with love and understanding and patience and the rest is like, like if my kid's acting like a, like, like out, out in public, I don't got to get, I don't got to get weird about it. They're kids. Their brains aren't developed to have impulse control. <laughs> if somebody's got a problem with that, they, that's why I say, you know, it's, it's why I say when I do wheels on the bus, right. When I get do the kids is the, the, the babies on the bus go wham, 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 which is a part of their, which is a part of their development yep. and how they, you know, they increase lung capacity. And they exercise communicative intent. It's important. This stuff is not like, it's just all of a sudden we're like with online communities and everybody's a freaking know-it-all that we have this parent shaming. Mm-hmm. So and I refuse to participate in it. First of all, because I, I survived in a ska band when the whole world wanted us to go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like my wife, my wife is always in envy because I don't care what people think. Mm -hmm. I tell my girls this all the time. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. The only person I need to worry about letting down is myself. If I, if, if I don't feel like I'm doing my best, that's about me and anybody else who doesn't feel, if I feel like I'm doing my best and anyone else doesn't think so, then read the definition of best. Yeah. I can't give more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No one can ask anybody than their best. And if I feel like I've done my best, then I don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah. So, so sorry, so, I go, I, I know I get a little, here's Man, the I, deal. Yeah. Um, we're out of time for today, but here's what I want to do. Yeah. Next time I want to bring you on again. And okay. I'm sure Paul, as long as you're up for it, but we're not even going to talk about music. We're going to talk about parenting. That okay. would be amazing. Because yeah. um, you have so many, like great to, like I feel like in this time in this 40 minutes we've been sitting here I feel like I've learned so much and I'm going to go upstairs and I'm just going to have I'm going to sit with my wife and we're just going to have a conversation about every I'm just going to show her this yeah. <laughs> and I'll say it with a 10 year old the same the exact same like you opened my eyes just now with to to so much yeah that you're right that like I'm the one that's come on stop stop out there and you're right we gotta we just gotta be about love that's it. Yeah. I mean, some of it is true. Like 
you know, there's behavioral stuff that like, because they don't have the impulse control, you got to curb a little bit and you got to get that programming for lack of a better word yep. in there, which goes like, Hey, that's not, that's not the way we do things. You know, like I, I don't, I do, I say no to my kids, but I do try to avoid judgment mm-hmm. like good, bad. There's no, they're working it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like you made a mistake. I tell my kids all the time. I think you made a mistake. Because guess what? We all do it. Mm-hmm. And you don't learn anything if you don't make mistakes. Yep. And yep. like, I continually tell my kids, you know what? Dad made a mistake. I even tell my kids I was wrong because yeah. I think that that's important. Because again, I can only define on certain levels. Obviously, there are universal intrinsic truths and, lo- and wrongs. But um, like... If I, if I feel like what I did wasn't okay, then I got to fess up to it. And then if they see that, then they can do it. And like, you know, then all of a sudden the pressure of like school, social interactions, all of this stuff, it seems to melt away. And like the approval of others no longer matters. So like I have, a you know, like I, my eldest loves to try to get the approval of kids who do not want to play with her. And I'm like, I appreciate that you're not going to give up on this. And I love that tenacity, but realize just not everybody's going to be your friend. And I was like, and that's not about you, but it's also not about them. Mm -hmm. I was like, it just is what it is. It's things like this that I have now taken away. So thank you, sir, for bringing me all of these pieces of joy. Thanks for joining us today. And definitely if you're up for it, we definitely want to bring you back again. I'd love to. I, yeah, I could, I, I love parenting. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it truly is. It's like, it's the most, it's the most wondrous thing I get to do day in, day out. And I'm not, and I I love not doing it perfectly. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks, Scott. All All right. Have a great day. We'll see you later.